Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. All right, 12 after 10 o'clock, it is Talking Finance uh, with Brian. Brian, good morning to you. Uh, you're not in studio today. I must say, as we speak, I'm watching live pictures coming out of Oar Tambo International Airport, and already thousands of South Africans have gathered at the airport to welcome back home the Springboks. I know that you were also watching the game. How did you feel? How do you feel about our win? Oh, great win, great win. You know, at the end of the day, it was a hard game. We tried our very best and we brought the cup home. But, Cathy, I've got a little secret to tell you. Mm. I, brought the, I brought the cup home. I've got it on my desk. The cup they bring you home is not the real one. <laughs> Yeah, that's because they can't afford to, to, to have it stolen along the way, create an international incident, right? Yeah, look, at the, the, the country's ablaze. I mean, how happy we are. Uh, we, whatever bit of good news we need, it's great for South Africa. And let me tell you, I don't think, we, I don't think, I think we've got a good chance in the cricket as well. If our batsmen fire, I think we've got a very, very good chance to win the World Cup cricket. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to be holding both the cricket and the rugby I mean, our, 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 our sportsmen, our sportsmen, and women are really, really um, helping fly and hold the, the country's flag up high. They yeah, are phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Brian, it I'm is, not in the studio yeah. today because I've twisted my ankle and the doctors have advised me to keep my foot in the air and uh, not to walk on it and it's bandaged. So that's why I never came in today. All right. I'm sorry to hear that, Brian. Yeah. Um, I, I hope you have a speedy recovery. Nonetheless, okay. uh, I know that you'll still be able to run us through um, the session for today. It is the last Tuesday of the month. So that means that you and I are dealing with our um, frequently asked questions from the month and what you've been able to collect. Yeah, well, look, let me just first comment on the good news. There's more good news. Petrol prices coming down, oh, as, I, yeah. as I mentioned last week. Mm. I thought that would happen, particularly when you read the reports every morning and you talk about the petrol price and the rands. Although the rand has weakened, it's still weak, but it has strengthened and so is the oil price. So that's good news. But all eyes tomorrow, naturally, is on the medium-term budget policy statement. Mm. Um, and we have problems there because the first problem is we're not collecting enough in tax. Uh, corporate tax collections are down. Uh, we, we're aware of high inflation. We're aware that government's in heavy debt. And we also understand that uh, our economy is not growing as we'd like it to be. Uh, and the public wants to know exactly what is happening. And there's been a lot of comments that we're running out of money. So we want to hear where's the money coming from and what's happening with that. And uh, so that's something we'll be watching very, very, very closely tomorrow to give an indication. I'm also hoping we may get some infam- new, more further news on the two-pot system where there was comment of it being delayed to the March 25. Um, again, my best guess on that is not going to be delayed. Too, too many people have been waiting. The companies are going to have the pension companies are going to have to get their act together, but hopefully we'll get some more news and I'll give more, more on that next Tuesday. Yeah, and, and you're right about the medium-term budget um, policy statement tomorrow. It, it is going to be um, a, a, a very, very difficult rope for the finance minister to, to try and walk. And yeah, I, I'm also looking at it with a lot of interest in terms of how government is going to be um, actually um putting forth its budget, the reprioritization that has been spoken about, the budget cuts that have been spoken about, how much of that is going to find expression? 
um, in, in, in his medium-term budget policy statement. Um, because just this past weekend, out in, in the Drakensberg, he you know again reaffirmed the fact that government has to walk the, the, the fiscal discipline line. You know, now to what extent that will be is, is, is something that we're yet to uncover. Now, just to unpack, our program deals with how does it affect the individual. Yeah. Obviously, the, the, this, this, this statement affects the country and how we, and how we reprioritize our various spending patterns. But how do, uh, my, my, my report will be back next year. I don't think there will be any increase in tax now. They may lead us to what they're thinking about in the main budget at the end of February, but uh, we'll talk about that later. All right. Brian, let's begin with... Um, one of our key, key questions from the month. And um, often when we talk about in insurance, you know, it's uh, described as, as a grudge purchase. And when people are under financial strain, it also becomes one of the first things that they get rid of. But when we talk about life insurance, how do we calculate how much life insurance we yeah. actually need? Kathy, I, I seem to give this question every month because I get so many questions on that. How mm. can I cut back my life insurance? You know, life insurance, life companies have recently, particularly for older people, have been reviewing their rates. They give you a 10-year guarantee, and then every 10 years they review their rates. And they, they, they estimate their rate increases over the next 10 years will not be increased based on investment performances. But because investments have not been what they estimated and various other costs, rates are going up and some of the policy increases are enormous. But let me just talk about for the younger people, there are three components. You can insure your debt. It's very inexpensive to insure what you owe because you buy a short-term policy, a term policy, and you cover your debt if you die. You can get your financial advisor to calculate what your education costs will be and how much money you need to set aside for each of your children's education. That's a, that's a set case that you can do the calculation with an inflation rate of put 8%. And the unknown is how much will your family need with inflation to pay all the expenses if you're not around and you are the breadwinner. That's the third component. So the three components is cover your debt. If you've got a million rands worth of debt or two million, cover it. If you've calculate your education costs of 700,000, cover it, and now how much will you need extra to provide income to your family for the rest of their life, depending on your age. It's a three-pronged calculation. It's not difficult to do, but get financial advice on that. All right. Thank, thanks for that, Brian. The next question is around retirement policies that are failing, um, uh, that, that are falling all right. I'm not sure. Is this falling or failing? Um, so it's a, falling it's, due. Yes, a falling the due. There we go. There we go. Due. Yeah. Yes, yeah. there we go. Yeah. So retirement policies are falling due, but one is still working. Um, should I continue or just stop or start drawing? Okay, if you don't need the funds, and a lot of people may need to draw, if you understand from a retirement annuity, if you take early retirement after the age of 55, if your fund is under 247,500 with a company, so if you've got two policies with a mutual or sun lump, above 247, it doesn't work. But if you've got one with Liberty and one with Old Mutual, you can then draw two, up to a maximum of 247,500 tax-free. Uh, anything above that, 
that you can only take one third in cash. And if you need the money, because there are desperate times, you have no choice to take it. But if you do not need the money, remember you're still working and you're still contributing and you've got to understand that you don't need to take the money. And you also need to also realize the, the compounding effects. I did some calculations here on an employer and an employee uh, contributing 5,000 rand a month to a retirement fund. And if they take a five-year early retirement, uh, it'll cost them 750000 And their fund value of $1.5 million now at 9% will be worth 2.25. So if they take the money now and they take one5 versus 3 million rand if they carry on for another five years. That's the cost of early retirement when you continue with contributions. So if you do not need the money and you get a letter from an insurance company saying your retirement is due and you're still working, continue paying, continue for at least until another five years and then you can relook at it. And I think that segues nicely, Brian, into um, one of the other questions coming out of uh, this month, which which is really what the difference a delay to retirement for five years can make. Yeah, well, I I, I did those calculations in the first question, and I said, you know, if someone's fund is worth one and a half million and they're working for a company where they're contributing 5%, let's say they earn 100,000 rand a year, so they're putting 5,000 rand away, the company's putting 5,000 rand away, 10,000 is going to your retirement fund. In five years' time, one and a half million in, in your current value today in five years' time will be worth three million rand. All right. Why, so, why would you want to take early retirement? Yeah, so so there is quite a significant difference there, right? Significant. But I do understand that many people may, be, may, may really have a lot of debt. They want to get rid of their debt, and that may be a different position. But again, if you take early retirement, and when you, when you retire, you're going to have a lot less. And then what are you going to do? So the, those are the, the, the trade-offs you've got to understand. One of our listeners also wanted to know, and, and this is really a big one, how will the f- their future finances be affected by going into debt consolidation? Well, the first advantage is it will probably reduce your payments because if you go into debt consolidation, you're still, got to re- you're still going to have to repay what you owe, but you may find that your monthly bills, because of the negotiations with the various organizations, by spreading the debt over a longer period, it will have impact. But, uh, so the first thing is you will have more money in your pocket. But you need to, t- I always say this, talk to any people you owe money before you do this so that you can just get their view on it. And then you must also realize that there could be adverse listing on your credit rating. And, it, and, and everyone talks about a credit score, and it will affect your credit score if you go into debt consolidation. But what it does is it stops anyone taking action against you for unpaid debts. And the last thing you want to do is get a judgment taken to, for you against you because you haven't paid your debt. Don't, you, don't, you can't put it under the carpet and think it will go away. So de- debt consolidation is far better. Debt review is far better than uh, having judgments taken against you. When people are considering whether or not to um, consolidate their debt, Brian, you've often given advice around how the best ways to go about doing that is. Can you just run us through that again? 
Well, if you've got equity in your home, in other words, if you've got if you've got a home where your bond is a lot less than the value, if you in, increase the period of the bond, you know, let's say you've taken a 20-year bond and you've only got 13 years to go, but you get with your finance institution, they agree to allow you to extend your bond for 20 years. Not a great idea. I repeat, not a great idea. However, it will bring your monthly payments down enormously. You can then say, well, I owe 800 on my bond. I can get 1.2 million on my bond, get an extra 400, pay off all my debt. I'm now going to pay bond rates as compared to unsecured debt or credit card debt or any uh, motor which are a lot higher than your bond rate. But then the secret is as soon as you've got more money, start putting it back into your bond and to, to, to get that bond paid off earlier. So it's not a great idea, but it certainly helps with monthly cash flow. Our next question is around the issue of pension funds and it's um, employers who have not paid over pension pension fund contributions that have been deducted. How can employees begin to get to the bottom of what might be happening in those circumstances? Well, you know, I don't like to wrap knuckles on this program, but the financial services conduct authorities are are, are dilly-dallying on this one. Uh, They publish names of employers that are in arrears, but they do not seem to be coming down as hard on these companies as they should be. There's nothing the public can do other than keep badgering what we call the FSCA, which is the Financial Service Conduct Authorities. Uh, The delay will affect, firstly... Sorry, let me get my phone off. I'm sorry about that. Uh, the, the delay, firstly, will affect those who withdraw funds from their retirement funds if, they, if they're leaving. And they need to check. Now, this is a difficulty one. So they need to have a look at two years' membership statements ago, one-year membership statements, and current membership statements to have a look at what their withdrawal benefits, to see if those figures are up. Because remember, retirement values when you, when you withdraw are based on last year's figures plus what you contributed during the year, plus what growth there was if there was growth. So you need to check those up. You need to check that up to make sure that it's correct. Uh, retirement is slightly different because retirement, you know, you can, you, can, you can get from the trustees confirmation that all monies have been contributed to the funds at retirement. Uh, you, again, I always say you may need the help of a financial advisor in your area. You know, don't underestimate the role of a financial advisor. If you have a financial advisor and you're paying them for, for giving you advice on a particular product, you can also ask them for help where they don't get paid. That is the role of a financial advisor. They may only deal with some of your assets, but their role is to help you where you have difficulties. And that's what I always say on regular programs, use the support of a financial advisor. Yeah. And Brian, what happens, because this has been triggered really by this question by our listener, because often when we see uh, companies in distress, and we're seeing this a lot in, in government and in municipalities, where you find that come the end of the month, they don't have enough money to pay salaries. And so part of what they do is that they're not paying contributions to pension funds. Um, what is it that members need to be doing to get a sense of what is happening with their pension fund contributions and if those have actually been paid up um, retrospectively. 
Well, they need to go to their personal department or their or or their, their office of who handles resources for them. Mm. They need to get clarity from them. They can ask the employer and the and the principal officer. I want confirmation that monies deducted from my fund are being paid over timelessly. You know, people don't mess around with PAY and they don't mess around with that. But when they deduct contributions on a pension fund, they sometimes they they delay it, and there could be a, a delay. Could be an investment cost because if particularly if things are you know if they deducting now and investing money and investment returns are doing well, then members could be losing. So all the members, anyone who's suspicious that a company is not making the contribution that's been deducted, ask your employer and then write to the Financial Service Conduct Authority. It's called the FSCA and lodge a complaint. But I think I think they dilly dallying and I apologize, we may get a call a moment from them to give us some further clarification of what they're actually doing. So 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 can 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 members not check with the pension funds themselves? Can yes, they not they check can. directly? Go, yeah. Yes, they can, but if they, you know, it's difficult for them to write to a pension fund. Rather, go through the company. A yeah. pension fund is a company, a, a company product on behalf of employees, and the principal officer will have to give them an answer one way or the other. He has no choice. He's not going to perjure himself by saying we are paying money when you're not. Insist on this information from your employer. All right, fantastic. We'll continue with Brian Hirsch. On the other side of the 1030 News headlines, I'm taking your calls for Brian. We're talking finance. It is the last Tuesday of the month. So today we're dealing purely just with your Q&As for Brian. I'll take your calls on 086-000-2032, On the WhatsApp voice note line, I'll take those voice notes on 0614-104-107. That's also where you can send your text messages. It's now 10.30. Talking finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. All right, we continue the conversation with Brian. Brian, um, more questions coming to you this morning. Um, Here's another one from the WhatsApp line. Hi, can a judgment be added to my credit profile if I'm under debt review? Not being a lawyer, I can't give you a categorical answer on that. Um, Can a judgment, just repeat that, Kath. Uh, Can a judgment be added to my credit profile if I'm under debt review? I'll give an answer next week when I talk to our legal department. All right. Vincent is out in Cape Town. He says, good morning. Um, I registered my company a few years ago. I have a small truck which I drive myself. I've never employed anyone. So do I have to pay UIF because the UIF office is now demanding um, UIF money from me? For what? But you don't employ anyone. You, you, You pay UIF for employees that you have on your books. Okay, I think that's that, that's the answer to to that particular question, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a voice note here, Brian, on the issue of credit card consolidation, credit card debt consolidation. Hi, I am listening to 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 what you're discussing there. Can I ask about credit card consolidation? Is it a good idea or not? Please help me. Uh, Thank you so much. Brian? 
Well, credit card consolidation, it, it certainly won't help if you've got more than one credit card and you try and consolidate debt onto, from one card to another unless the rate of interest being charged by credit card A that you're going to convert to is lower than credit card B. I was making the point that if you've got credit card debt and you're able to actually increase, get that debt put onto your bond, then you'll certainly be saving half the amount in interest because credit card debt is anything between 18 to 20 percent and um, I'm just actually I've just got my statement this morning and I'm just going to quickly have a look at it while I talk but my credit they say to me my credit card my my my, my debit rate is 16.75 and if your bond rate is 11 you, you're saving 5.75 although you are changing short-term debt to long-term debt so you need to get rid of it a lot quicker so Yes, you, you can consolidate credit card debt, but you just got to do the numbers and have someone do those numbers for you. Mm. All right. Okay. Um, somebody else on the WhatsApp line says, good morning. Uh, I'd like to find out from Brian on what are the financial rebates for businesses and individuals? Well, well, you know, there's so many different rebates, so I'm not quite sure, you know, all the rebates that there are. I mean, there, there's interest rebates, uh, there's tax rebates. Uh, so let me st- let, let me let me first start with all the all all all, all the different rebates. Mm-hmm. The, the the rebate if you're under 65 is 17,235. And if you're between 65 and 75, it's 26,679. And if you're over 75, it's 29,824. Then you've got an interest rebate, interest you earn. I think it's around about 22,800 if you're under the age of 65 and somewhere around about 34,500, uh, forgive me if it's a rand or two out, uh, if you're over 65. Then you've got a rebate in the event of, of, of death duties. Everyone gets three and a half of their assets. The first three and a half thousand do not apply. And uh, that, that's where assets are left, not to spouses. Spouses left between uh, one spouse to the other does not attract death duties until the death of the second. And then that second one will get the rebates for both parties, both spouses, even though the one may have died a lot earlier. Then the rebates in the event of, of, of retirement. Uh, retirement, if you uh, retire the first 500 and um, I think it's about I think it's 575,000 rand now is on retirement. Uh, 550 on retirement is tax-free, and then if you if you withdraw from a pension fund, the first 27,500. So there are different types of rebates. I hope that helps the caller. All right, thanks for that, Brian. Joseph, you're out in Mpumalanga. Good morning. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Fine, thank you. Um... I'm working in one of the municipalities in Pumalanga. I'm a traffic officer. Now, my problem is that my pension, I I started somewhere 2008, and my colleague, who were from Houghton, both of us, we are in the same municipality. We came today, both of us, for the same position. Okay. Now, they wanted eight people. Fortunately, me and her, we were taken. As a traffic officer, and mm-hmm. he is a traffic officer. But now, 
Three years ago, I started to find out that my pension in hand, it's not the same. The salary, her salary, because one day I got overtime and said, why is my overtime less than yours? Because, for example, I got uh, 15000 mm. She got 18000 Now I ask her, why is my overtime low? Because it's always the same. What about yours? Because we are now from July, we've got the increment, but my overtime is the same as last year. She said, no, there's a big difference from your overtime and my overtime, uh, salary. My salary, and I said, your salary. Why is that? Because she was asking me. Now I said, no, I don't know. Currently, my, my, my pension, is at 1.7. Her pension is at 2 million. We started the same day. We are in the same position. We're doing the same work. And, same, earn, and same. earning the same salary, Joseph? Yes. We, we, uh, from the beginning, we were in the same, same, same position, same salary. But her pension is at 2 and uh, mine is 1.7. Okay. Brian? Joseph, one, one yeah. question for you. Yes, What's yes. the difference in age? My, me, I'm older than her. I'm, I'm 74, she's 79. Okay, so your, your, your retirement will come sooner than hers. You will be contributing less to the fund for a shorter period of time. And therefore, you're in a, are you in the Government Employee Retirement Fund? I'm, I'm in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, look, if it if it if it's, if it's what's called defined contribution, where they define how much you're paying and you're defining how much the company pays, out of the company's contribution often comes cost of life. Is there life cover and disability? Yes. If you die. Yes. Yes. Okay, so now your cost of life cover is higher than her cost of life cover because she's five years younger and she's a female. And the actuarial tables show that females live longer. So when they, when they cost the life cover, you are paying more for your life cover and any other benefits that there may be, such as disability or dreaded disease or a funeral benefit. So that would be deducted from the contribution paid by the municipality on your behalf. So there would be slightly less being invested for you because of your age. In other words, at this point in time, you said 1974, uh, and she's not 90. What did you say, 1970? Four, and she's 79. Okay, so, so at the moment you're 49, and she is uh, 44. So your yes, cost sir. of life cover is, is, is rated about nine years older than her, than her in terms of costing. She would be rated at around about a 40, 41-year-old and you at a 49. So that's why that little bit extra that would have been paid for life cover had you died would have been gone to life cover and not investment. That's why your contribution is probably uh, your value of your fund is less. Yeah. All right, no, Joseph. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> so at least you can understand it better now, right? Yes, I appreciate so much. Yeah, this program is building serious. All right, thank so you so and, much. And, 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 and yeah, but there's a cost to that. 
Yes. Next time you see me and I'm speeding, you're nice to me. <laughs> I'll be very nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Th- thank you, Joseph. Thank you for the call out in Mpumalanga. All right. I'm seeing uh, more of your questions coming through for Brian. Let's take a quick break. We're back with your calls and your WhatsApp voice notes and messages on the other side of this. Talking finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. All right, all right. We continue the conversation um, with Brian. Uh, Brian, just a quick one. I would like to ask: What are the uh, the things that one should consider and check before investing in ETFs? Well, you, the first thing you need to understand is there are many exchange-traded funds investing in completely different sectors of the market and different sectors in income and government bonds and all different components. An ETF is just a combination of different in, of, of a, a particular investment of investments in a grouping. So you just need to ch- understand firstly what ETF are you investing in, why are you taking on this risk, or why are you not taking on risk. For example, if you invest in a financial ETF, which covers banks and other financial companies, versus a technology ETF, you need to understand the risks of a technology, which is all, it really is not assets, it's individual intellectual capital, and it's the, the, the future, but there are risks associated compared to maybe being in a financial. So you need to understand what ETF you're going into, why you're going into it. And then I always say the most important thing is if you're putting money into ETF, where does that fit in the rest of your investments? Have you, do, you may have other investments already there without you realizing it because you don't know what the Allen Grays or the Coronation or the Investing or the anchors actually have in their funds. So again, where does that piece fit into your overall puzzle? And do you know that if it's long-term or short-term, if you go into an ETF that's in income funds, it can be it's for income and it's short-term. If you go into an ETF for long-term growth, either local or offshore, it's long-term. So you need to understand what your strategy is and how that fits in to the rest. It's not uh, certainly growth assets are not short-term, and income assets could be short-term. All right, let's go to Randberg. Shirley, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Brian. Kathy, I don't know if you remember what Brian said last week or the week before, that it was his birthday this week. I don't know if he was only joking, but if he wasn't joking, I'd like to wish him a happy birthday and thank him (laughs) for everything that he does for everybody, in me included. (laughs) Thank you, Shirley. I got your cake yesterday. It was so kind of you. No, you got the wrong Shirley. I didn't send you a cake. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. You. Thank you very. Yeah, it was yesterday. Yesterday was the, was a big day for me. Oh. Uh, it'll it'll remain a secret what it oh, is. But, th- okay. but well, thank you for your I, call. I wish you all the very best for the thank rest you. of your life, Brian, because you're so wonderful to everybody. Well, you're mm-hmm. so kind. Thank you very much. Shirley, yeah? where were you when we needed you yesterday? <laughs> huh? Wrapped up in a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian. How could we forget your birthday? Well, I'll tell you, I wasn't here. I arrived back from Paris yesterday. I went to the rugby, took my grandson, and uh, we had a wonderful time. It was a great bonding experience with a 13-year-old kid. I hope he'll have memories for many, many years to come. And uh, on the plane, they actually sang happy birthday to me. How they knew, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that, that is beautiful. Yeah, yeah thanks, lovey. Anyway, Brian, I just want to tell you, you know that I am 82, so my memory is not too bad. 
Shirley, your, your, your memory is fantastic. <laughs> you beat this entire team. And we should remember. We should remember. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Uh, all right, Shirley. Thank thanks, you. thanks for that. Thanks, Brian. Brian? Thanks, Shirley. Best. Happy belated birthday. Thanks, lovely. We'll get you cake well, you next wish... weekend. We'll get you cake well, next you weekend wish... when you're in studio. I think I better, I better bring you cake. Don't you think it's, I should bring you some cake? No, we, no, cake. no we must bring you cake. What flavor must it be? Sorry? What flavor must it be? My darling, I'm, I'm, I'm a chocolate cake eater. Okay. Chocolate cake coming right up next week, Tuesday. Scully, Thanks. you're in Durban. Good morning. Good morning to you, Katie. And, and, and to Lebo and to Kanya and to, to Lecheco. And to Brian, happy belated birthday. God bless you. <laughs> Thanks, Scully. Yes, thank you. Uh, and, and thank you for being there for the whole year for us, for a couple of years now. And just don't disappear. Please come back after the holidays because you have brightened <laughs> many, many lives, you know, when it comes to money matters. My thank you, Scully. Was this morning, uh, just a quick one. Uh, it doesn't affect me, though, what I say. I'm a pensioner. Um, the workers that are going to retire now, anytime, they are only allowed one third of the money. I, Brian, man, sorry, man, Kathy, I think that is Robana, you know. Should let them handle the money what they want and, and give advice to where it's needed, you know what I mean? Brian, man, have a good, good day, and you too, Kathy. God bless you. Thanks. All right, Scully, thanks for yeah. the call. Brian, do you want to comment on yeah. that before we take no, a break? Scully makes, you know, let's, let's understand that the, 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 you, get, you get a deduction of your contribution going into any pension or provident fund or anything where you contribute to retirement annuity. However, the, the trade-off is at the other end, you can only take one-third in cash. The reason for that is government are trying to encourage people to save for retirement by giving this, and in many cases, a very, very substantial deduction from tax. But at the other end, they want to make sure that people are actually using that money for retirement. So, yeah, there's a good argument for many workers who don't, like under a provident fund, you can take it all in cash. You don't have to take one third. So there is, and, and, and there was a big change in South Africa in the 80s where so many people moved from pension funds to provident funds. But Scully makes a good point. You know, if you're not getting a big tax deduction, you're a worker and you're contributing to a pension fund and you're not getting a tax deduction. But at the other end, when you do get the funds, you're entitled to one third of which 550,000 tax free. But he makes a very, very uh, good point about low, lowly paid workers who have to take one third. But it is there to try and encourage and to make sure that they have some pension to live on. Otherwise, if they took all the cash, they may have nothing left after a few years. All right. We continue. It doesn't stop them, by the way, at retirement still getting a government pension. All right. Thanks for that, Brian. We'll continue the conversation in a moment. I'm still taking more of your calls on 086-000-2032. Those are your questions for Brian. We've also got a couple more coming through on the WhatsApp line. Still keeping a close eye on the screen. You heard Brian says, uh, you know, he was in Paris for the final uh, of the Rugby World Cup. He's touched home just uh, two days. Yesterday, you said, Brian... 
Got home yesterday. Got home yesterday. Today it's the Springboks' turn. Uh, we're waiting for them to arrive at Oar Tambo International Airport. I see Mama Joy. Some of the other fans have already landed. So very soon we're expecting that the Springbok uh, World Cup team, twice world winning World Cup team, will also be arriving. Talking finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. Oh, I don't know where the time has gone. Let me go to Anonymous in Bloom. Anonymous, good morning. Good morning, Katie. Yes. Yes, ma'am. I just wanted to get some advice from Dr. Brian. You know, in 2014, I applied for administration. Are you listening with me, Katie? Yes, you applied for administration in 2014, yeah? 14. Yes, and I finished training it up in 2021. Now they have started it again afresh with the same amount. Now they get the, the people who are applied administration from them. They say, no, it starts again afresh. It was almost 90000 and I was paying 1500 And they advised me to pay 300 And I said, no, I don't want to pay 300 I wanted 1500 Now... When I want them to, to claim it started again from 2021, now I'm still again, I'm starting again, 1,500 rand. They say for another 60 miles. So I don't know where to get joy because I've been take, being taken from pillar to post. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to get joy. All right. Because I'm, I'm paying again. So I, I just wanted to ask Brian, do you think the ambition of the law to start again afresh? Because I've completed pain. Just imagine. 1,500 from 2014 up to 2021. How much have I already paid? If I count it, it's almost 144,000. All right. Brian? Yes. Yeah, one would, uh, look, it's not something that, 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 that uh, really uh, can, can help a lot with. But if you send me all the details, I will contact the institution because I know how difficult it is for you to contact them because they simply just don't answer. And they are a little bit nervous when a caller calls on SAFM and we use SAFM as the reason why we're calling. Uh, they tend to answer questions a lot quicker. If, you, if they send, I'll give my number out now. You'll need to leave a message on my number. We'll call you back and give you details where to send. My number is 11 Double eight zero four triple eight zero one one. Yes. Zero four triple eight. Double eight zero four triple eight. Yep. Send that. Send that note to me, and I'll see what I can do to help. Thank you very much, Brian. All right, okay. anonymous. All the best. I, I hate. I hate stories like that because. Paid for seven years. Yeah. Fifteen hundred rand a month is eighteen thousand rand a year. Seven times eighteen is one hundred twenty-six thousand. He says he owed ninety, so that probably to take into account interest. So why they should be starting up again, I have no idea. You're, you're right, Brian. It definitely needs a closer look. Yeah. Oba, yeah. you are in civil gang. We've got just under two minutes of this uh, of this particular oh. segment remaining. So if Thank you can you. keep it brief for me, please, Oba, go for it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Katie. Uh, Katie, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm calling on behalf of my daughter. My daughter has called that number. They, 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 they lost my number for Brian. But Brian didn't come back to, to her. And even last week, she wrote a, what she called a, an email. She sent Brian an email. But Brian didn't agree to respond to her by now.
Yeah, my apologies. I was away last week uh, yeah. after the show, yeah. and uh, I'm, I, I, I'm a little bit behind on getting back to all the callers I do get. I try my best, and uh, I'll. Uh, what, what is her name? Yeah, her name is Noni. Noni. N O N I. Okay, I'll have a look at it amongst. No, I've got all the ones. You can call again, but I've got. If I don't call her back, then please call again. But I've got all the ones outstanding from the last two weeks. But can you check the email that that, that she sent you last week? Well, I don't have an email from her. I can assure you, because all my emails are up to date. But I've given the number out, and we can take it off here. Okay. So, 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 Opa, you you heard what Brian said. Um, that he's about two weeks behind in responding to the listeners that um, have called him, right? So um, just give him a bit of time because he was away this past week. Um, So by next week, Tuesday, you should have a response. If you still don't have a response by next week, Tuesday, then please call us um, to, to let us know, okay? Okay, Katie. Thank you very much. All right. All right, Opa. And apologies about that, hey? Thank you, Katie. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, Opa. Uh, we love you too, uh, Opa, out in, in Sibokeng. All right, Brian, happy belated birthday. Thanks, and Kathy. looking forward to having some cake with you yep. in studio next week. Next week. Look yeah. forward to that as well. All right, take get care. better soon, okay? Okay, go All right, Bye. Brian uh, Hirsch there, and he is our finance guru. Such a great help and such a great blessing. Um, I think he is in, in all of our lives. It's 11 o'clock, time for the latest news.